morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves it the most, Luke Throop, here on another wild, whimsical, wise sort of Wednesday for Torch Report 441. The war has already begun. Today, friends, we'll be talking about the path to victory. The path to victory is, in fact, the road less traveled, and I'm going to explain to you exactly how to get there. We're going to dive into it. Uh, It's going to be a a heart-to-heart kind of a talk today, friends, because we're in a war for the hearts and souls of humanity. And this war for the hearts and souls of humanity has long been underway. Yet, too few people have awakened to this fact, you know, this, these relentless attacks on their perception, their, you know, relentless attacks on their emotions and uh, attacks on the subconscious mind. You know, the majority of people still remain completely unaware of the mental and a spiritual assault that's happening all the time. There is a complete lack of understanding as to what's happening and what can be done about it. And that's what I want to address today. So... You know, I've addressed this issue previously from a number of different angles. You know, I've drawn the correlation between neuroplasticity and subconscious taming, for example. You know, emphasizing the elevation of inner spiritual awareness as the most practical solution. And in today's report, I want to extend upon these concepts. I want to extend them into a workable strategy of sorts that you can use personally to shore up your own mental and emotional resilience as we face what lies ahead. Now, taking the time to prioritize this conversation, you know, it necessarily means that we got to set aside some of the, the petty political circus and even some of the truly significant developments that are happening right now We need to kind of set them aside in favor of this friendly heart-to-heart with your favorite fuzzy peasant, friends. I do appreciate your patience. I appreciate your grace. I appreciate your presence in the listening audience as I embark upon this journey of understanding. But prior to departure, uh, in you know, before we get into the psychosocial spiritual foray, friends, I do want to line out a handful of interesting articles that I believe point to the underlying issues I'm trying to address here, trying to overcome. So uh, a handful of articles here. First, there's a judge who has ruled the sorority sorority sisters must now allow a male sister who gets a hard-on while watching them undress. They must allow him into the sorority. And I think the title kind of says it all there. It's a prime example of the warped reality that has infected the public mindset. One might wonder what the hell this judge was thinking, but the point is, the judge was not thinking. The judge was acting out of the subconscious programming that has clearly captured his mind. That said, moving on, the second article out, I want to point out, Jordan Peterson has been forced into a coaching program to to reprogram him, essentially, after making several controversial statements. Now, Dr. Jordan Peterson is a brilliant clinical psychologist. He's just a brilliant human being. Uh, He adheres to the belief that it is his responsibility to speak the truth and dispel the lies that are swirling all around mental health right now, specifically as it relates to the the massively unhealthy but, you know, insanely popular queer agenda, the LGBTQ plus agenda. He's spoken out adamantly against it. 
And now, as a result of misgendering people, he's being forced into a re-education program until the state deems him to have been properly reformed. Friends, this is a radical breach of professionalism, and it is, in fact, a gross display of state abuse. Now, the third article I want to point out here, a very dangerous moment, says Hungary's Prime Minister, uh, Viktor Orban. He was warning Tucker Carlson that a third world war is knocking on the door. And the, the link there in the report goes to the interview. It's a very insightful interview. And it kind of blows apart the entire Western narrative that Ukraine is winning the war in Ukraine. Uh, says Orban, he says, it's not just a misunderstanding. It is a lie. Period. End quote. It is a lie that Ukraine is winning against Russia. But but the real meat of that whole interview uh, was his calling out of the U.S. justice system. Okay, the prime minister of Hungary says, you know, the, the U.S. justice system is targeting their top political opponent, Donald Trump, right? Prime Minister Viktor Orban concludes that this is impossible to imagine. He says it's impossible to imagine this is happening in America because this is exactly what is done by the communists, period, end quote. Friends, Americans damn well better take note that the commies are taking over the world now. <laughs> the fourth uh, article I want to point out today that the military seizes power in a wave of suspicious coups sweeping across Central Africa. I put that in there because, you know, what's critical to realize here is that all of these coups have replaced pro-Western governments, meaning uh, they've replaced the forcibly installed European puppets in these African nations. Now, on the one hand, it may seem like the natives are getting restless, you know, the, the Africans are running to reclaim their own government. But on the other hand, uh, to quote the article there, the idea that democracy has any meaning at all in Africa is ridiculous, period. It's a fraud, end quote. Nevertheless, <laughs> someone is toppling these regimes throughout Central Africa one after another, and it just so happens one of the most recent ones to fall was Niger, and it just so happens that uh, Niger is the home to America's largest drone base. Do you think that's just a coincidence? Friends, I don't. But the fifth article I want to point out here, Russia accuses Ukraine of the biggest drone attack of the war. The biggest drone attack of the war. I know you've been hearing and seeing headline, hearing about and seeing headlines about these drone attacks, right? I want you to try to imagine for a moment the horror of having dozens of drones swarming in in the middle of the night, dropping bombs, blowing up an airport, destroying part of your hometown. Where did these drones come from? Who is controlling them? Are, are there more drones coming? Ah, friends, yes, there are more drones coming. They'll be coming by land and sea and air because this is the new preferred method for delivering destruction. And it just so happens to allow the uh, ruling class elites to, to deliver destruction without the messy fingerprints. Now, the trauma of war is, of course, very real as is the psychological impact of sustained high levels of stress and fifth-generation warfare. And taken cumulatively, these factors uproot 
conscious stability. They catalyze our coping mechanisms and it causes the mind to become untethered from reality. The result of all of this is an irrational insanity that masquerades as importance. It's a, it's a broken mind that believes its own story, however crazy it may be. I just ask you to look around and see how many people are believing the lies. They're believing the story, however crazy it may be. It's insanity, but it's masquerading as importance to mask up or vax up or to support Ukraine or whatever. Pick your story. The point is... The mechanisms that are used to break down the human mind have long been understood. And it is no coincidence that these techniques of breaking down the human mind were first discovered and dissected and developed to clinical precision under communist regimes. We've discussed this at length, have we not? You know, but I I think it's important to realize that these tactics have now been infused, these tactics for breaking down the human mind have now been infused with modern technologies like sentinel surveillance and weaponized AI, for example. So in the past, if if simple leaflets were effective in prior communist revolutions, now try to imagine how effective algorithmic social interventions are at manipulating public perception, uh, manipulating the public's perspective as to, you know, turn them into commie sympathizers, essentially, you know. But what we are witnessing now with the current media purge, Tucker Carlson, Dan Bongino, etc., etc., the, the, and, of course, the re-education of highly esteemed intellectuals like Dr. Jordan Peterson, what we are witnessing is the heavy-handed crushing of political dissent or particularly as it relates to public discourse. But if history is any indication, friends, I think soon we're going to see an outright attempt to eradicate dissenters all together. And I know a lot of, come on, Luke, eradicate dissent, come on, you you right-wing extremist, you nutcase. Luke, what the hell are you talking about? Friends, if you think that it could never happen here in America, I ask you only to consider the broken judicial system that allowed a judge to deny physical reality and put young women at risk by legitimizing and legalizing the desire of an utterly sick and disturbed male predator. How's that for the unthinkable happening right in front of our eyes? How can that be? How can any rational person think that that's okay? How can any intellectually honest individual deny the insanity of this entire situation. Why would anyone in their right mind support or advocate for this hideous perversion of justice? The simple truth is that it makes no sense. But just in that very same way, why would anyone in their right mind, you know, uh, say that free speech is a free-for-all hellscape? Or why would anybody in their right mind load people up like cattle, put them on a cattle car, and drive them off to the gas chamber? It makes no sense, but it's happening because the human mind is susceptible to this sort of deep and twisted manipulation. On that note, (laughs) friends, attempting to, to bend and twist our minds in search of a suitable explanation, we try to make sense of it, I think that that's really just a complete waste of time. In fact, anyone 
attempting to conjure up some sort of suitable explanation for what the hell is going on here, uh, particularly as it, reser- uh, as it relates to, say, the hideous perversion of justice, it, it's a sign that their minds have been captured. They've been compromised by the mental virus of the collective hive mind. That is to say, of course, these poor, insufferable fools are no longer capable of, capable of thinking for themselves. And that does bring us directly to the urgent need for solutions. Solutions to the war within. Friends, how does it happen that good and decent people can descend so far into darkness? You know, how, how did that judge get to that place of thinking that's okay and ruling that in that way, you know? Well, it can happen slowly or it can happen quickly, right? It, it can be obvious and on the surface or it can be hidden somewhere inside. But no matter the path, how somebody slips into that darkness, the mechanisms are always the same. Because we are biological creatures, we are, in fact, hackable animals. But we're not soulless hackable animals. But we are hackable animals. So, as such, you know, those who know how to push our buttons can bypass the rational mind and reprogram our beliefs at the subconscious level. Hence, the subconscious taming that psychologists have been warning us about for decades. May the public beware. Now, understanding that this threat exists, and understanding that it is very real, and understanding that it, that it is already present in our daily lives, that's vitally important, but it's not really the solution. That's just the first step here. So now I want to turn our attention toward the practical solutions. I'm sure you've heard the story of the two wolves, right? The the two wolves fighting inside of our hearts. One wolf has an appetite for goodness and light, and the other has an appetite for darkness and destruction. And as the story goes, of course, the wisdom of the elders explains that the wolf that we feed is the wolf that will win. Have you ever thought about how do, how do we feed these wolves, you know? Have you ever thought about that, friends? I, I'm, I'm kind of throwing this out here a little bit, you know. In, uh, in Christianity, the very same battle is portrayed as a battle between the spirit and the flesh. I'm sure you've, you've heard that term before. Uh, in the Bhagavad Gita, it, you know, that speaks of two paths, that scripture... Hindu scripture, it speaks of two paths that that always exist in the world, the path of darkness and the path of light. And, of course, only one of those paths will lead to liberation, the other leads to suffering. And I want to share that, you know, both the Christian view and the uh, Bhagavad Gita view, because here and now, you know, I think it's important that we, we tune into the universal relevance and application of this profound dichotomy. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the battle between good and evil, darkness and light is, is, is real. And all of the wisdom traditions have spoken to it in their own sort of way. So before we move forward here, I want to I offer one more little nugget to chew on and kind of prime the spiritual pump, if you will, a little quote from Herman Hesse, uh, Siddhartha. He says, quote, it's a story. Uh, the reason why I do not know anything about myself is due to one single thing. I was afraid of myself. I was fleeing from myself. 
I was seeking. I was determined to dismember myself and tear away its layers of husk in order to find life and the divine. But in doing so, I was losing myself. Period. End quote. Friends, we can't just get lost in the seeking. It's too easy to get lost in the weeds. Good and evil, darkness and light, hot and cold, day and night, these contrasting labels are describing aspects of reality that have been observed since the dawn of time. The words themselves, of course, are just mental constructs, but they allude to truths that transcend time. These very same truths also transcend the ability to put them into words, which limits what I'm trying to articulate right now. But if you want to know how to overcome the odds and defy the concerted efforts to capture and transform your mental processes, you will need spiritual wisdom. Now, spiritual wisdom may take the form of prayer or fasting. It may take the form of reading various scriptures or meditation or chanting or singing praise songs or gardening or going for a walk or simply crying out to God. It really doesn't matter how you go about it, but you need to learn to feed your spiritual wolf. You may Find great assistance from pastors and priests and rabbis and swamis or lamas, but never lose sight that these pastors, priests, rabbis, swamis, or lamas, these spiritual leaders are just fallible human beings. No guru, no saint, no Christian giant is above the mortal restrictions of the flesh. None of them. Now, it is said that you reap what you sow. And I think that's pretty straightforward, right? If you, if you tend to your spiritual self, if you nourish your spiritual growth, if you cultivate spiritual awareness, you will inevitably grow spiritually stronger. And this you know, spiritual growth is going to manifest as peace and calm in the midst of the storm. It will manifest as mental stability and focus and attentiveness, even in the face of relentless attacks and distractions. And this is what we need right now, is it not? Friends, Learn to feed your wolf. It's not the same as my wolf or the pastor's wolf or your brother's, sister's, mother's, father's, father's, or cousin's wolf. It's yours and yours alone. Always yours and yours alone. Friends, this is how we win the war. It's winning the war inside of us. It's learning to conquer fear by confronting ourselves, cultivating our spiritual awareness, and strengthening our resolve to grow. Regardless of the circumstance, life is not happening to us. Life is happening for us. Life is a gift. You can either accept it as it is, or you can struggle against the weight of reality. These are the deeper lessons that develop mental resilience. Acceptance does not mean surrender. You know, acceptance means to free the mind from fretting and stressing about things that are beyond your control. This is how you reclaim and redirect your mental energy toward practical, tactical, strategic solutions. Friends, this is how you can win the little battles in daily life. And again, this is how we can win the war. Friends, may each of you know peace in this moment. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, thetortureport.com. 
gmail.com. Find the little heart, click the heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. You can always support this publication by joining the Patriot Club, but the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this wild, whimsical, wise sort of Wednesday, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.